but is it like if I have a degree, then I get a chair, and if I don't have a degree, I sit on the floor? Well, you know how like the Quran is not allowed to touch the floor. Yeah. People with degrees are the same work the same way. We have to be risen up above you at all times so that okay. you know your place. That's fine. I mean, if it if it comes down to it, like a chair or fifty six thousand pounds of student debt, I think I'd rather have no chair. <laughs> This is going to be a strange podcast. It's going to be a weird one, because none of us have seen each other in a while, so it's... it's We've not eaten tea yet. I know. know. It's never good. Yeah, sorry, I had to go fetch milk. (laughs) Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be having a salad. Hello and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Long. And me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Have you seen that um, Scarlet What's-Her-Face TV show, The Tribe Next Door? No, I have not. Basically, her and her family were invited to do a show in Namibia where they meet a tribe and live with them for a few weeks to like see what their life is really like yeah but rather than go to namibia is and live with Moffat? the tribes people yes okay what i couldn't imagine done... a more culturally insensitive person to send <laughs> to namibia <laughs> they have had builders completely recreate with 100 percent accuracy their home in county durham what in, in the in the sand Next to people's mud hut. They have, like, water trucked in. They have Wi-Fi. They have electricity. And there are literally people outside. I'm talking across the road distance. Having to hike to to get water. And they're just like, oh, it's right. We've just got taps. The money that was spent to recreate her home in County Durham in Namibia could have been used to actually maybe help the tribal people of Namibia have water of their own. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, capitalism is shit. <laughs> anyone that's involved with that show, including pretty much anyone that watches it, because I sure as shit hope you two aren't involved in this, and I definitely oh, no, won't be. It was on after Bake Off. Okay. And we were like, wait, what? They kept talking about how this was like, they'd shipped, Thomas, 20,000 of their possessions from County Durham to Namibia. And how long are they there for? A few weeks. Fucking <laughs> Who in their right mind thinks that that's a good idea? Uh, yeah. Good start it's... to the episode, everyone. I'm, I'm already outraged. <laughs> Should we take that outrage? Emma, giving an early insight into who the, the week's winner is. Oh, of our predictions. By the time it got to Bill's Dolphins, we'd all got one wrong. Ed picked the Texans over the Colts, you picked the Lions over the Vikings, I picked the Giants over the Cardinals, so we'd all got one wrong. Yeah. So Ed and I tied nine right and four wrong, and you were eight right and five wrong. Okay. So I I really wanted to commiserate, because you were actually on a winning week, you got more than half right and still lost. Yeah. Do you know Sam Donald's passer rating against the Patriots? Uh, It was... Minus something wasn't yeah, it? Was it? 3. 6. Oh, it was three point six. It was three point six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the week before that, I'd said, "Oh, Sam Donald, he might be quite good after all." So, <laughs> 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 I'm like saying, "Can you go back to slating him?" Well, 
for cri- the sake of the Jets. My criticism even was he sees ghosts in the pocket and doesn't sense pressure well. Right. And then, like, <laughs> so let's go to the recaps. Gonna make us a jingle, Tom, for the recaps. Uh, recaps, recaps. Where'd you get those recaps? I like that. Okay. We'll just keep that. Sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to, like, Richie Incognito the shit out of it with, like, audacity or whatever it was that you used. I'm, I'm a very serious artist in every medium, and I take musicals very seriously. Well, you can now add composer to your list of, of several oh, yes. titles. The Incognito Spike might be the best thing we've done in 15 episodes. Hang on. Mm. Bit, of, bit of analysis. <laughs> just actual analysis okay, but the incognito well, spike is a joint first <laughs> <laughs> let's actually analyse this bitch then come on let's go to some games okay first up we all predicted the Chiefs would win Broncos 6 Chiefs 30 uh, the big news here is that Patrick Mahomes has dislocated his knee, and yeah, uh, well, second quarter. Yeah, me and you sort of know how this how this feels. It's not pleasant. No. It's not a fun party. No, no, um, absolutely not. Which is why when they were like, "Oh, maybe he'll return in three weeks," and I was like, "Absolutely not!" But absolutely not. You've got to be joking. I could barely like live my normal life and go up and down stairs in three weeks, let alone play in an American football game. But. He does have the best physios and medical staff that, that money can buy right now. And it's always worse, not to be graphic, but the longer it's out of place, yeah. the worse it is. Yeah. Normally, for regular Joes like us, that can be like half an hour because you've got to like wait for ambulances and stuff. The, Whereas they were like yeah. right there. Um, from a football perspective, the Denver Broncos O-line, <laughs> I would probably compare to when you're trying to sort of strain some spaghetti and you're using a really fucking wide colander and all of the spaghetti just comes out and you've ruined your pasta. Yeah, well, this, this Awful. is a, the The Chiefs' pass rush looked entirely toothless before this game. Yeah. yeah, they were soggy pasta and they still got put in this colander of shite that I would call yeah. the Denver Broncos O-line. Well, <laughs> I would say, though, that there has been some sort of something poetic because their defence has not been great this season. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes has kind of compensated for that, so it's not been a problem. And then I think when he went off, the defence actually played well. Mm. Like, they held the Broncos to just six points, which I know it's the Broncos, but still. And five plays after Mahomes went off, Anthony Hitchens forced a fumble and then Reggie Ragland ran it for a touchdown. And I think the fact that the defence were able to get their first defensive touchdown of the season must be promising to yeah. fans. It's reason to be hopeful. But then you look yeah. the Packers and the Vikings in the next two Chiefs games. So I, I, if there ever there was an inopportune time to lose your quarterback, it, it's it this is, stretch. Yeah. The defense ended the game with nine sacks and three forced fumbles, though. No. Even if you say that the Broncos' O-line is three times worse, that would still be three sacks and one forced fumble in another game. Yeah. Which is... Obviously, we hope Pat Mahomes gets better pretty soon for the benefit of everyone in the league because it's a little bit less special when he's not throwing like 60 yeah. odd bombs to someone no one's ever heard of. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, he's basically reinvigorated Sammy Watkins' career just by being a good quarterback. Yeah. Packers 42, Raiders 24. We all predicted the Packers would win. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers never thrown a perfect quarterback rating until this game? 
Really? Yeah. For oh. a guy that's like Supposed one of the be. best yeah. quarterbacks ever, according to like everyone, to say that he's got that, like, I know that quarterback ratings are a little bit of a, not an official metric because it's based on like wins, touchdowns, passing yards, that kind of thing. Yeah. But still, like, that's a surprising statistic, that is. Yeah. Especially as well, considering how much they think that the sun shines out of his ass. Yeah. You kind of just assume that he'd already had that. Yeah, exactly. Outside of Jonathan Abrams, I don't think I could name a member of the Raiders secondary except Gary and Conley. And now he's just been traded to the Texans, so Jonathan Abram, who's injured, is the only one that I can name. The only one that I think has talent, and now the other guy is gone. Fun fact, they traded him to the Texans. They actually play the Texans this week. Bloody hell. So they'll get, an, they'll get a chance to see what they've just traded away for peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> the Packers are a good side. It pains me to say it, but when the offense clicks like that, there's very little that any defense in the NFL could do. Yeah. It doesn't even matter who's on the receiving end for Rodgers. Well, that's the thing. The best, the best quarterbacks, they sort of elevate the players around them. And for for a long time, we've kind of said that Aaron Rodgers kind of did the opposite. Yeah. But in that game, he was passing to, was it Jeff Kumaro and Alan Lazard and players? Yeah. Yeah. MVS. Was he even playing? <laughs> I think MVS was playing. Yeah. When do you reckon Devontae Adams is coming back? Because turf toe is sort of a, an, an indescribable injury. Nobody can really picture out what the fuck it actually is. It's just sort of a it's it's a long-standing thing, and nobody really knows when people will come back from it either. No, he's been battling it since the Eagles game, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, again, the game is that much better when Devontae Adams is in it. So yeah. hopefully, he gets back soon. Next up, Falcons ten, Rams thirty-seven. We all predicted the Rams would win. Not that surprising, to be honest. Can someone play like? Can we can we edit in the sad trombone noise and just leave it at that <laughs> for all of our analysis for the Falcons? Falcons 10, Rams 37. We have something to talk about in that Matt Ryan being injured. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Ryan left the game in the fourth quarter and they think it's the kind of injury he'll be able to play with, but a sort of reduced capacity. Yeah, because what is it? It's just like an ankle sprain, isn't it? It's nothing, something like that. It's yeah. nothing major, but it's the sort of thing that will reduce what mobility he has. It's just, when is Dan Quinn going to go? At this point. I'm telling you, it's after the bye. Like, this is a lost season in Atlanta. The sad thing really is that the Falcons were talking about, like, reaching the playoffs this season. Yeah, I'd But they're one in five, and they're not really showing any sign of getting any better. So, yeah, I don't think he'll make it beyond the bye week. I sort of had them down as, at at the very least, a sort of six out of ten, well, six and ten team, and just... And now I don't predict them winning more than one more game, and I think that that's no. because they'll split with the Bucks, and they might not even do that. Their upcoming games are Seahawks, Saints, Panthers, and then Saints and Panthers again. Yeah, they've not played 40, a divisional game yet. Forty Niners. No. So like, I don't, I, I don't see it improving. No, I mean this is a team that got turned over by the Tennessee Titans. Like anything can happen in this league, but I don't see the Falcons winning more than one game. No, I'm, I'm going, I'm going along with you that. Yeah. They can, yeah, they can maybe split against the Bucks, and that's it. You're absolutely right. And the Dolphins have got Tank Fatua going on. Yeah. The other teams down the bottom, they're not QB needy teams. No. It's difficult to see for the Falcons. 
where one player would strengthen the organisation. I've seen a lot of talk, and and I was talking to one of our listeners uh, about where he thought that they could improve, and and pass rushes is a main concern for them mm. because they just they have the lowest amount of QB pressures. They haven't registered a a, a sack since week three. Mm-hmm. They have five sacks this season. Yeah, which is there are twenty pass rushes in the league that have more sacks than that by themselves. Yeah. That is ridiculously poor for a team, and that's probably where their main concern needs to be if they have a, a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. But you can't really pinpoint it because it's not like talent-wise they're they're lacking. Which makes you think it's coaching. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you shove it up, yeah. You fucking cracker. <laughs> right. We're done? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just got out of our system. <laughs> We've not seen each other in almost a week. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been building up, like, spite because of the fact that I've been at work in the shithole and you've not been. Yes, it's true. Every time that I look over at your monitors and, and see that your head isn't poking over the top, I'm like, a fucking dick, I <laughs> I've had a wonderful few days. Okay. Well, what I would just like to say about Rams, uh, Falcons is, did anyone see um, McDonald in full, sort of? What? Have you not seen where um, Devonta Freeman throws a punch at Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald lifts him up? Oh my by god! <laughs> <laughs> lifts him up from by the chest like he's got the force. It's fucking terrifying. It's. I just don't understand why why Freeman would even have the fucking. That is some real cojones to try and fuck with Aaron Donald when you're a running back. Yeah, and not even a power back. <laughs> and not even a good one. No, not a good running back by any stretch. In fact, I think he's graded as in, in the bottom four running backs in the NFL right now. Yeah, and he might be Stop. behind Giovanni Bernard right now. He's not even the starter for uh... exactly. <laughs> he's you know uh, Aaron Donald said that he thought about throwing Devonte Freeman to the ground. Really, but he stopped himself because he said he'd get ejected from the game. It's a bit like <laughs> playground bullying, but like <laughs> where the bully actually has more self control than the little scrappy shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, Redskins zero, Forty Niners nine. Now we all predicted that the Forty Niners would win here, but I did think they'd win by more. I know that the conditions were bad, mm. but. Three field goals, no touchdowns against the Redskins is not good. Now, um, it surprises me that Nick Bosa is currently leading the league in Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, yeah you just think Dev Bush is good. No, I'm going to argue the point that he's not even the best edge rusher in there. Because do you know Nick Bosa's stats? He has 14 tackles which is fair enough for an edge rusher. Three yeah. sacks, one of which coming in the last nine seconds of a blowout against the worst offense in the league. Brian Burns has four sacks, more tackles, has played in London for one of these games, hasn't played the fucking Redskins, and also has had a fumble recovery that Nick Bosa has not. It's true, but Bosa's only played three games. Yeah, but why is that meaning that he's the forerunner of the Defensive Rookie of the Year? Well, he's played three games. If anything, that just means that he's even less of a candidate. He shouldn't yeah. even be in there above fucking Chase Winovich. By, <laughs> by that standard, he should be fourth. Tom just dies on the weirdest hill. No, I'm just making a point. I'm just making a point. That I don't understand why why Nick Bose is leading the leading the race and everyone's like, oh my God, he's going to be a shoo-in for winning the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Is he fuck? <laughs> he 
He, I mean, what I will say about him is he looks the real deal. Yeah, he looks good, yeah. He looks like a number two overall pick. Yeah. He looks like he should have been drafted number one. Yeah, well, depends on whether or not you're valuing what Kyler Murray's bringing to the table in Arizona. I, I am. No. I think not making as big of a difference, though. No. Mainly because of the tools. Kyler Murray was kind of like a really good handyman that was handed like a box of Play-Doh tools. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas Nick Bosa is a part of a very destructive pass rush anyway. Yeah, like, so he's It's not like the 49ers have got, like, scrubs everywhere on their D-line. They have D-Ford, they've got DeForest Buckner. It's, it's true, and, I mean, their strongest unit right now is their pass rush. I yeah. Think, I think the worst the worst starter on the um, 49ers at the moment is Jimmy Garoppolo. Easily. His stats are, I would argue, worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, seven TDs, six interceptions. Yeah. I mean, that... It's nothing. For a for a six and O team, it's nothing. The thing with that is, it's a double edged sword because we can get legitimately worried if Garoppolo does play better. Yeah. Or by that same token, we can sort of take solace in the fact that he probably won't, and the defense might sort of regress. Yeah. And the running game might regress. I mean, the running game based on the Redskins game, which, in fairness, the the conditions favored not passing the ball anyway. We can't really judge Jimmy G based off this game because nobody was able to throw the ball. No. The rain was awful. It'd be like trying to play like a, a Patrick Mahomes level expansive passing game in snow in Buffalo. It's just not going to happen. On an ice yeah. rink. Yeah. But these conditions are where the running game sort of needs to step up. You need to basically make sure that the ball stays on the ground. And Matt Breeder and Tevin Coleman didn't really put a I'm massive... Not, I'm not really sure any of them no. were that great on either side. I mean, you're, but the best weapon on that 49ers team is George Kittle. And he was neutralised by the conditions. And I think yeah. that showed in the score. Yeah. They, they were the best side and they deserved the win. Yeah. Yeah. Bengals 17, Jaguars 27. Oh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> when is Ryan Finley going to start? Mm-hmm. When is it happening? When is this wet lasagna man? <laughs> when can he finally put his lasagna down? <laughs> when When will he be quenched with his lasagna? <laughs> he will never be satisfied yeah. until he gets a start. Because Andy Dalton is... Yeah. He's somehow regressed from being m- mediocre. There was a point in this game where the Bengals were so close to winning. Oh, yeah, like, Minshew did not start that well. He fumbled the ball on the first drive. I mean, it was recovered by Fournette, but it still happened. Uh, he was sacked twice in the first quarter until they scored a touchdown and converted the two-point attempt. Yeah. They didn't look dominating. The I... Bengals. Yeah. I feel like now we can all officially confirm that Lynn Sanity is exactly what happened with Minshew. It became yeah. Minshew mania. And now, now we've all bought into it and we can all go back What's... to worshipping Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you know like Minshew mania? Yeah. What is the Dalton opposite of that? Dalton He's... doldrums. <laughs> <laughs> He threw three consecutive interceptions. One of them was a pick six in the span of five passes. Like, yeah. that is not, that is really not good. No. I think the only thing to possibly mitigate, and throwing three interceptions is just, it's unseasonable. Like, it's dreadful quarterback play. But the only, the only sort of caveat for that is he really does not have anyone to throw the ball to other than Tyler Boyd. No, not right now. John Ross! We've pointed this out. He's like <laughs> the greatest wide receiver too that nobody wants. John Ross. It's John Ross. John Ross, the fastest man ever at the combine. Yeah. <laughs> the fastest man ever to drop a pass. Yes, that's true. Great sprinter. Bad receiver. 
<laughs> I actually I actually am starting to think the Bengals are worse than the Dolphins, and the reason for that is because the Dolphins are trying to be bad. No, this is the point that I made, because of the fact that the Dolphins are trying for a reason. They are purposefully yeah. fucking themselves yeah. over. The reason that the Dolphins are bad is because they've done it on purpose. The Bengals are that bad because they don't know what else to be. The Dolphins actually had a three-year plan for their tanking. Apparently three years ago they were that hot on tour that they were already planning this well in advance. This is scheduled tanking. <laughs> and the Bengals have come out of it looking worse. They may actually genuinely end up with Tua because the Dolphins might accidentally win when they play each other in week 16 in the greatest tank bowl that no one will watch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The best thing about NFL games is when two teams of relative equality go against each other. I mean, that game is going to be perfect. It is, but also at the same time, by this point, every Bengals fan will have forgotten that their team even exists. The Dolphins fans will have all been, well, mauled by some kind of Florida man on a rampage. So that basically leaves nobody in the stadium. When, when they get to that game in week 16, one of the teams is going to be bad because it's been entirely stripped for parts. Yeah. And the other team going to be bad. Yeah. The other team's going to be bad because they don't know how to get parts. Yes. Yeah, basically. And the worst part is, is that the Bengals have seen what bringing a fresh face in quarterback can do for a team. For example, the Giants with Danny Dimes. It's, it's cool. at least off a bit now, but absolutely Lamar Jackson last season. Lamar Jackson last season. Lamar Jackson why this is... season. <laughs> yeah, why are they holding on to the past as though the past was going to be good in the first place? It... The Ravens discovered that Joe Flacco was garbage and immediately tried to replace him. Why? Why are the Bengals holding on to the past? Okay. Unsalted frosties. <laughs> Salted. Uh, Unsugared <laughs> frosties. I've my cereal, yes. Sorry, unfortunately, the the salt comes from the tears of the Bengals fans. <laughs> we all got that one correct. We all pit the jugs. Yeah, there is no surprise. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to, to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you, and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. It's been one week since you looked at me. Oh, God. Oh, it hurts. Every time. Uh, Tom and I got this right. Ed did not. Colts 30, Texans 23. But was always going to be close. The the Colts defense is looking more and more legit every week. It's, I mean, it it held the Chiefs, but people could have argued that that was just going to be a shock yeah. result. But now they've held the Texans, who battered the Chiefs. What? Yeah, I'm scared by the Colts. They they could all of a sudden be an outside contender for like pushing playoff 
at least championship game yeah. if they carry this on. When Andrew Luck retired, the Colts' chances of winning the division looked slim. Yeah. But now, I mean, Jacoby Brissett looks like he's leading the team. He doesn't look like he's just filling in and waiting for somebody to come and take over. He's lo- he looks like he's making it his. With yeah. the way that with the way that Frank Reich has got this Colts team playing after the shock of Andrew Luck retiring before the season started. He deserves a lot of props, and I think he could potentially... If the Colts make the playoffs, and like I sort of now sort of hope that they do, make the championship game in the AFC, I genuinely think that he deserves to be coach of the year because of the fact that to rally a team that still doesn't really have any receiving options outside of T.Y. Hilton. I mean, Eric Ebron's all right. He catches touchdown passes, but... beauty this weekend. Yeah, but like... Outside the red zone, he's not a good option. No, um, he's purely a red zone threat. And like to get that team with the shock and with the backup quarterback to look as though nothing has changed, it's impressive coaching. I wouldn't say nothing's changed because I think the whole style of the offense has changed. But what they've got is a team that wins. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of standard, they're looking just as strong as they ever did. Yeah. And they got Darius Leonard back this week and he made game changing plays left, right, and center. Yeah. Justin Houston's still just, just a great player. Just tearing shit up. And then yeah. uh, Desir made a, a, a real nice interception as well. So yeah. they seem to be flowing on defense as well. Yeah. We've just described playmakers on all three levels. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Darius Leonard had the highest number of tackles with 10. Of course yeah. he did. And, and, he, it, and it was him that um, had the interception that meant that the Colts sort of secured the win. Out of out of any team outside, obviously, of Patrick Mahomes, there, there's only one team that's got two players uh, that I think right now in their second year are looking Hall of Fame level, and that's Quinton Nelson and Darius Leonard, and the Colts have two of them. I could not agree more. They both look insane. Yep. On and did you see that Quentin Nelson was playing fullback for a bit? No. Quentin Nelson played fullback for a couple snaps and actually ran around and it was pretty good. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. That's like when they had um JJ Watt as a tight end. They've had JJ Watt as a tight end and obviously the most famous example of William Perry, the the fullback. Yeah. Slash D tackle. <laughs> it's been doing the rounds recently, just know that Brock Lesnar tried out to be a D tackle. Oh yeah, he was playing for the Vikings. He was, yeah. He did not do very well. He did not do very well. No. I think what I will say, I think the Texans go into a lot of games expecting to win mm. on the back of their marquee talent. Yeah. But I think it was the same sort of thing that we looked at last year. If you go past their stars, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt, and now maybe Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Outside that, that is slim pickings on that roster. I mean, Will Fuller is all right. I mean, to be fair, the the running back combo to the, to date has worked all right. I Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde has been a weird combination that's worked, but it can't work every week because they're not actually very good. No, I'm I'm waiting for someone to like stuff them for twenty yards, like both of them. Yeah, it's entirely the fact that their O line is like almost decent in run blocking and like dreadful in pass blocking. Yeah. Uh, Lions 30, Vikings 42. So me and Ed got this right. Tom, you thought the Lions would win. I put my bollocks out on the line expecting the Lions to carry on basically making teams that make mistakes keep making mistakes and unfortunately they... Well, to be fair, um, it was even Stevens at half time yeah and during the the whole game it was the worst that the Vikings defense did but that is where the Vikings criticisms end yeah I was really nervous about this game it's a divisional banana skin absolutely and Kirk Cousins came out and for the third game in a row threw more than 300 yards the second game in a row threw four touchdowns um threw no picks 
the offense didn't lose the ball at any point. Like, it scored 42 points. Thielen was injured on his first catch. It was a beautiful catch, by the way. Mm. It was. You can tell why he pulled a hamstring, because yeah. like he elongated his body to its capacity. Yeah, more than a metre and a half outside the back of the end zone when it was caught in his possession. Dalvin Cook, again... Almost 200 yards from scrimmage. The, these are the hallmarks of... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I think we have the best offense in the N- NFC. And it's, it's not something that... What, I above ex- the Packers? Yeah, I think we've got we've scored more points than the Packers. I don't see why. Kirk Cousins, uh, you're going to love this stat, Tom. In the, it's one of those stats where like the dominoes have to fall. For the past three games on play action, he's had a QBR of 157. <laughs> It's an exciting time to be a Vikings fan, and you're right, the, the defence didn't play well, but they didn't need to, because the offence was playing lights out again. I'm very excited, because we have the Redskins in two days, and yep. I'm fucking jazzed about it. And then you've it. got probably a Mahomesless Chiefs. And it's Arrowhead. But what I will say is, this is the, the Cousins litmus test, or whatever you want to call it. This was an important game. This was away from home, and Cousins played brilliantly. So I think that it's finally time we can put this Kirk Cousins isn't very good narrative to bed. No, I disagree. Because I as need well. I need him to do it more consistently. You're you're using basically two games on the road and one where he touched possibly the worst secondary out of any playoff contending team. In fairness, I can see that he's he's on that right road, but. He's if, say, for example, we get need. to the end of the season and Kirk Cousins has continued to at least perform, not quite at this level, because he's doing fantastically over the past three games, but if he carries it on, even if he drops a little bit, then I will put the, the thing to rest. But there are also games where Kirk Cousins will throw no more than 150 yards. The Lions, it would be the first the first game that I would say shows that he was doing well. Yeah. Like, beating the Lions is good because it's divisional, so anything can happen. Yeah. I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is an MVP standard player right now. What I'm absolutely saying is the Vikings offense is the best in the NFC right now. Over the Packers? Yeah. I mean, over me, yeah. Panthers. I think the Panthers have got that. The Saints are winning games because of their defense, I think. But this... Offensively, that's quite I say, a statement. I I just think there are more there are more standout talents on this offense for the Vikings than there are on any other team. Like, I would agree with you though that like when he is functioning, he is amazing. He is exactly what you need, and he's doing really well. We just need to see that he can keep playing at that same standard reliably. Yeah, that's fine. But I think from what we've seen the last few games, it has been really good. I mean, in fairness, and you're I'd... quite lucky with your upcoming schedule, especially with Mahomes not being there. That's quite good for you to get some more wins. Mm-hmm. In fairness, I'd say the Seahawks probably as well have, have actually, out of performance-wise, the best yeah. offense in the NFC. On paper, it's Russell Wilson and, and then some sort of <laughs> upper average players, but like they are winning games with points. It's not like the defense is stuffling everyone. They are... They are scoring big. Uh, you both predicted this right. I was wrong. Giants 21, Cardinals 27. It was a shit-off. Chase Edmonds looks really good. The backup running back for the Cardinals. Like, David Johnson made a well-not-get yeah. job back. It was also rainy. <laughs> I think that after, sort of, after Danny Dimes having a couple of really good games, he's having some rookie teething issues, and so is Callum Murray. Yeah. yeah. It's understandable. He doesn't have anywhere near the paces around him. I mean, Saquon didn't look himself. No, but... 
this is what his first game back after a high ankle sprain. It's it's not going to be great for a running back. No, I mean Golden Tate played well, picked up a few key first downs. But other than that, they, like if I were a Giants fan now, I wouldn't be interested in watching their offense week in week out, and I certainly wouldn't be interested in watching their defense until at least they get a couple pieces back. Because when when Evan Ingram's in the team, it can be a little bit more interesting, and and Sterling Shepard at least provides Danny Dimes with like another target. If if it was a fully fit Giants team, then I'd be watching to see how Danny Dimes does. But right now, Jones is throwing to Golden Tate and nobody. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, now. It's a bit like a couple of years ago in Mitch Trubisky's first season as a sort of starting quarterback where yeah. he just had nothing. So he was almost sort of like, or Jared Goff's first season. Yeah, They were putting two-year plans to succeed because the Giants will get some high picks. I'm sure they'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I agree with that. And they seem to be making picks that are now working out for the future. Say, for example, Barkley, and, and if Jones sort of keeps playing yeah. at an okay level, he can at least sort of lead a, a franchise. They just need to give him more pieces. Fix the O-line. I would agree with that. Fix the O-line. You, you hear me, Pat Shermer. <laughs> Fix the O-line. Uh, we all got this correct, not surprising. Bills 31, Dolphins 21. I've never seen an onside kick returned for a touchdown, ever. And this game had it. And of course, yeah. it happened against the Dolphins. Although you say that, like, there was a time when the Dolphins were winning. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't look like a walk in the park. They're finding more and more ways to let down their crumbling fan base in this two-year plan. And I, I think that they have to get creative with it now, because it's one thing to be bad and, and sort of look bad for the rest of the league. But now you've got to sort of pretend to be good at times. Yeah, pretend yeah. to try. Yeah. And then, like, playing a board game against a kid, and you don't want them to know that you're letting them win. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> you sort of pan them around for a little bit and then let them come back or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. But, like, this is a t- it's starting to show sort of, like, flashes and sparkles of Fitz magic. Yeah. It's 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 bizarre. Like, have you seen Fitz's rushing touchdown ever? No. You probably need to watch it. It's a beaut. It's the best play of the Dolphins season so far. Well, um, basically... He's number 14, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. It is impressive. He runs a fair, fair way. I can't remember the guy's 38 as well. Play, but I think the point is that Fitz magic is starting to sparkle and sort of crackle into life. Yeah. Did you know... That Ryan Fitzpatrick has tied Bo Jackson in rushing touchdowns. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick and Bo Jackson are tied in rushing touchdowns. Fuck me. 16 apiece. Wait, Bo Jackson... <laughs> As in former Raiders... Yeah. <laughs> baseball and NFL starlet Bo Jackson <laughs> is tied for rushing touchdowns with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> The Miami Dolphins journeyman quarterback. <laughs> he's a he's a very big fits in a very small pond. <laughs> Made even better by the fact that they're dolphins. No, that would have been like he's a very big fits in a very small aquatic centre. I think they should <laughs> let's just not try and analyze it. We'll just move on. Please. Titans twenty three, charges twenty. Now, I got this right because I said the Titans would win, but you guys, your tie was not far beyond. I mean, they were tying for the majority of this game. Every time I looked, it was like three all, ten all. Yeah. Did you know um, the Chargers have had the easiest schedule for a team with a losing record? Yes. Yes, I did. And it's going to get harder. It's going to get much harder. A lot harder. Which doesn't bode well. When will the Falcons and Chargers get some sympathy, damn it? (laughs) They already got it and they flubbed it. Yeah, they had they had opportunities the past two seasons. Yeah. Um Tennessee benched Mariota. Yeah. Tannehill came out and won the game. 
I will say it again. Get rid of Gordon. Bring back Eckler. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think Marvin Gordon's proved that he belongs anywhere near the um, the field. And did no. you know that Madden have stripped him of his X Factor rating? Have they really? Yeah. Fantastic. So we're down to forty nine next. <laughs> no, week. no, no, no. So they've taken the X Factors from. You're not going to like this. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. They've taken them from Ben and Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And they've given them to Dalvin Cook and. Jer Alexander to place Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Yeah. Ben's makes it... Ben's is because of an injury. Yeah. Though. Melvin Gordon's is due to lack of talent. Yeah. Well, current lack of ability. I mean, he just doesn't deserve it, really. No. I mean, I I knew that Ben was probably going to get stripped of it. If If they were doing strippage of X Factors, then... Ben would be your guy. Ben would kind of... Dalvin Cook was already scary on Madden. Now he's going to be like borderline unplayable. Anyway, we should (laughs) talk about real life NFL. That's true. In the very exciting game of Titans and Chargers. It's just a bad game played by two bad teams. I mean, unfortunately, we get into that point now where we can say neither of these teams are going anywhere. I mean, it's not even as though like they're going to be sort of slugging it out for draft picks. It's just sort of six and ten at best sort of. Yeah. Top 10 draft pick, but they'll probably use it on like a right tackle that'll, that'll just dissolve into the wilderness by breaking yeah. his ankle 12 weeks in or some shite. It's just, they're nothing franchises, especially now that the Chargers have, have moved to LA and have no fans. Well, one thing I would say from this game is Wesley Woodyard has not registered a forced fumble since 2015. He right. got one on the goal line this the time. week. And he got one on the goal line this week, and that that's 19 seconds to go, and that's why they lost. Yeah. So okay. that is a moment of excitement that happened. If I was Austin Eckler, I would be fucking fuming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Melvin Gordon got a fumble. There are 20 teams There are twenty teams in this league that could use a player like Austin Eckler. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine if the Texans had Eckler. Fucking hell. That's, that offense is scary yeah. enough already. That's what I'm saying. They may just do it. In a game we all got wrong, Seahawks 16, Ravens 30. Lamar Jackson's rushing ability is fantastic. His Mm -hmm. throwing ability isn't proving... His first half didn't look that strong, but he he came back. Yeah, if teams figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson on the ground... That's pretty much the job done. That's pretty much it for the Ravens' offence, because I don't really see much coming out of... Justice Hill and Men- Melbourne Ingram either, really. Yeah. It's mostly just Lamar Jackson scrambling against teams that just, for some reason, are thinking that he's going to launch it deep downfield. Yeah. I mean, aside from the Dolphins game and, like, at times in this one and at times in the Chiefs game, he's not really done anything, like, massive in, in the air. And I like him as a runner and I like him as a quarterback that's exciting, mm. but... Once teams figure out how to stop him on the ground, I think that it'll become a very one-dimensional offense. That said, the the Seahawks weren't able to stop him, even with no. Jadavion Clowney in the pass rush. You figure if anyone's going to be athletic and off the track. Yeah, but it, is that on scheming? Because there are teams that have been able to scheme the Ravens into, well, Lamar Jackson specifically, into not really being able to be as effective. Potentially. Well, Russell Wilson, for probably the first time this yeah, this it's the first time this season. Didn't was struggling. Yeah. I mean, he had eight hits, a sack, 
and he completed less than 50% of his passes. Mm. Yeah. Including which he's not, pick six. Yeah. Which he's not done since week 15 of the 2017 season. Over the most of this season, besides the Ravens game and all of last season, basically, he has been an MVP candidate. Yeah. And in this mm. one game, he, he looked a little bit lost out there. And I think it was probably because of the fact that the Ravens just schemed him really well. Yeah. Coaching-wise, Harbaugh is a great coach when it comes to at least being able to stuff teams that you can get enough data about. Well, all they kind of did was made sure Russ Wilson couldn't be that mobile in the pocket. Yeah. And just then just loaded up the secondary. Mm. And it was totally functional, though, because the, the Seahawks just weren't able to get any sort of rhythm going. Yeah. Okay. And the one that I've been dreading. We all got this wrong. Bears 25, Saints 36. I have a total of three things to say about this. Go on. Number one, you mentioned earlier that Frank Reich should be a potential coach of the year. Yeah. I hate Sean Payton. Yeah. But he's also rallied a team that don't have Drew Brees. No, yeah. So for the same reason. For me, it's between those two and Bill Belichick because we just sort of have to keep giving him props. Two... We conceded a touchdown to the Saints on the goal line and then we immediately got a 102-yard kick return. That was probably the happiest I was the whole game. Yeah. Three, the Saints defensive players mocking Tariq Cohen for his height. Fuck off. Yeah. Literally following him out on the pitch, showing how short he is. It's disrespectful. It's not necessary. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it was it was just full of despair. I mean... You can you can even tell it in Mitch. This is a guy that in his first season when he had press conferences would show up in like Christmas jumpers and be this like larger than life guy. And he was just monotone. Yeah. He looked broken. Yeah. He looked as broken as the offense did. And the defense didn't look as good as it has done either. But I think some of that is because they are worn down mm. by how bad. I mean, the offense got 85 yards in three quarters. The fact that the Bears were able to score points in pure garbage time and stuff the box score is a little bit insulting because the Saints absolutely battered the Bears and it made it hard watching at times because obviously, like you say, the defence wasn't able to get the rest from the offence just keeping them out there for as long as they possibly (laughs) could. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Your kick return touchdown was like the bright spark. I'm I'm so glad that nice guy called Arrow Patterson threw me a ball once. Yeah. He got a nice little moment, but the rest of it was a shit show. Yeah. And then I got to wake up to that on my birthday, which really is just rubbed in. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to say this, but it's got to the point where the conversation kind of has to start about whether one of Mitch or Nagy they're not going to get rid of Nagy this I don't I don't feel like he's warranted that yet I feel like it has to be Mitch before it's him when is it going to be the case that because Matt Nagy has made this point for well ever since week one against the Packers where they didn't run the ball enough yeah he'll grow into it he's made it out yeah he's made this point about we know we need to run the ball more we'll fucking do it then yeah why Why is nobody scheming for a, for an actual running play? Why are you still trying yeah. to pass the ball with a man who isn't a passing quarterback? But I think the problem is they put their eggs in that basket. 
Ryan oh. Pace moved Trubisky to Chicago by trading draft spots. Yeah. And it's then quite hard to say, oh, actually that wasn't worth it. I would probably say that if Nagy doesn't, it's getting to the point where if he doesn't make a move to trade Trubisky, he might lose his job. And it just feels like the whole sort of kicker gate thing that happened during the off season, it, it it feels even worse now. Oh, if we get a kicker, then we'll be we'll be a playoff team. Forgetting that offensively, you guys weren't great, and you've lost mm. pieces. Your yeah. line has has regressed heavily, and it just. I think the problem is now. If we're gonna trade before the deadline, which I don't think they will, no. what are you gonna get? Andy Dalton, like Marcus Mariota, that's not better. That's not an improvement. No. So then, like, we need somebody that can actually manage the game and throw to the left. Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, but Nick Foles is out with a fucking messed up clavicle, and we're also about to see that Nick Foles is going to get his job back in Jacksonville. The fear is, because obviously Nagy was such a brilliant play caller last season, like, the fear is that kind of lightning was captured in a bottle, but it's not, it wasn't reflecting the team as a whole. I don't think that's true, though. I, I think that Nagy's taking a lot of flack for the fact that Trubisky is not good enough. That who was it that he it passed to when he just completely fucking missed? The guy was open and running away from defenders toward the end zone. And he was like two feet out. That's not anything to do with Nagy. That's the correct play call and the wrong throw. It's true. Our last three games of Packers, Chiefs, Vikings in that order. <laughs> Helmer Hits is a non-profit organisation on Facebook that is helping to further the culture of American football in the UK by contacting councils to get the sport into schools and by helping donate money to current teams so they can buy equipment and kits and anything that they might need. If you go onto their Facebook group, you can buy raffle tickets for £10 to win autographed jerseys and helmets, so get on it now. In a game that me and Tom got wrong and Ed got right, Cowboys 37, Eagles 10. It's victory for the Cowboys. The Cowboys, by the way, have had one of the easier schedules for a team that's only one above 500. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, their first three games were like Dolphins, Redskins. And then they did really well in those games. They got 30 points and then they completely fell apart when they had to play anybody else. Mm-hmm. Just with Donald. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's what's flown under the radar is that they're just not very good. I would say, though, they forced two fumbles on Philadelphia's first two possessions and turned both of them into touchdowns in the first yeah. quarter. I mean, at that stage, the say- game's over. Yeah. 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 Did you see that uh, Nelson Aguilar was, again, was crucified by the, the Philadelphia faithful for, essentially, him giving up on the entire season? Because there was a throw from Wentz that was sort of a couple yards ahead of him. Well, but if he extends his arms, let alone lays out for it, let alone shows any hustle to make a diving attempt, if he just holds out his arms, he's got a chance of catching it. And he pulls his arms in and slows down. Nelson Aguilar is a man who I personally quite liked coming into the season, and he has let down the entire city of Philadelphia in terms of how little he's actually given a shit. Mm. I think mm-hmm. there have been bad drops and then there was that and it was like that one was the final nail in the coffin so yes. you think he needs to get shipped out of Philly quick yeah I think that he needs to I think that he needs to go on the trade block immediately absolutely right but who's taking him is the question then Patriots well fucking yeah more on that <laughs> later Jets 0 Patriots 33 yeah it's the Patriots mm. 
But to be fair, like the, we did, this, this we did mention the media have made a massive deal out of Sam Darnold being mm-hmm. caught on air saying, "I'm seeing ghosts." Yeah, seeing ghosts is actually quite a common thing for quarterbacks for their first sort of three years. Brett Favre himself said that him and his coach when he was at Green Bay in his first few years would discuss about whether or not he was seeing ghosts out there. It's a perfectly normal rookie thing to do, but because of the fact that he was caught on air saying it, the media's blown it up and everyone's made jokes about it and stuff. Yeah. And it, it, it's been put on the same sort of level of pedestal in Jet's embarrassing moments as the butt fumble. But, but it's in reality, really not. it's and not. Like Sam Darnold said that he's not embarrassed by it. He was like, it's a really common thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's, I have it no gen- issue with it. But I think what made it worse yeah. was how angry the Jets were. Yeah. Because it's like that thing of if you don't laugh at yourself and you get angry, it makes other people see more to be embarrassed about in what happened. And like Adam Gay is saying that this might mean that they don't let their players get mic'd up in the future. It's like, well, you allowed your players to be mic'd up, mate. You're saying that they're not going to wear it. No, but in in fairness, I do actually agree with Adam Gay on it. To basically throw a guy that's in his first year, essentially, given what shite he had to play with last year and the fact that six weeks of the season he's missed through mono i feel like it's disrespectful to have thrown him under the bus by airing that because it's like you say it's a a completely common thing but they've literally never done it for anyone else they've done it for a sam darnold in a game against the patriots where bill belichick is one of the greatest defensive coaches in well possibly the greatest defensive coach in nfl history it's gonna happen against in, in, in everything yeah but i think the problem to start saying oh we might not allow our players to be mic'd up in the future they're trying to protect their players i know but if i allowed somebody to film me i do have to accept that that, like you allowed them to record you i am i am i do agree with emma on this i I feel like the the problem is the narrative more than what actually happened like the Mm. narrative is that sam donald had an awful game because he was seeing ghosts in the pocket now it's actually a good thing for him to identify that i that's the other thing as well i think that's the problem if they had rather than started saying oh this is so embarrassing you've embarrassed our quarterback if they just owned it and said actually yes we're really happy you had that because it shows that our quarterback can recognize that he is seeing that exactly lack- i can see why they got defensive and and i think that we, we are going to have to agree to disagree on that one but yeah. like the the point that ed made about it's a good thing that sam donald has sort of self-recognized that like it wasn't yeah. a coach that he was talking to he was just talking to himself yeah. about the fact that he was seeing ghosts out there marcus mariota is still seeing ghosts and he's in he's in the fifth year of his five-year project <laughs> you, to the you, point where he's getting benched future chicago bears quarterback well fuck probably fuck right off. but like marcus mariota is essentially like at this point probably in a fucking graveyard with the amount of ghosts that he keeps seeing every mm. week well, um, you'd, ne- you'd never catch Mayfield saying that, but you'd also catch yeah. Mayfield. But he's a cocky dick. He'd never admit because he's <laughs> well because he's seeing ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. He's reading blitzes that aren't there and seeing yeah. drop back but coverage he- that isn't there. There was also another miking incident in the game, which was Tom Brady when he was given a penalty for intentional grounding, which is hundred percent accurate if you see it. Yeah, um, ten yards away from the spot of the ball. And he screamed at the referee. Loud enough to be picked up on the referee's mic, screaming, <laughs> He's right there <laughs> I'm gonna defend the New England Patriots screaming at a call. Right. It is competitive. I like Tom Brady 
fighting against the call, not against the referee. I don't agree with the unsportsmanlike conduct of that. Yeah. And I do think that he should have had a flag against him for it if he didn't. Oh, he's not going to though, is he? Yes. But But I do quite like the fact that in a game where the Patriots are blowing out the Jets, he still gives that much of a shit. There's a a point when Bill Belichick challenges a 10-yard completion because even though they're 33 up at this point, Bill Belichick is still trying to be as competitive as possible. Yeah. This is why the Patriots are a winning team. You're not going to see teams score garbage time points against the New England Patriots because they don't let it happen. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And it's what winners do and and that's why they are the proverbial winners. But I think I just found it amusing that he found that that upsetting. Yeah. But there's so many teams weekly have like five calls go against them. Oh, yeah. It was a bye week this week for the Panthers, Browns, Steelers and Bucks. So that is the end of the recap. Cool. Emma, give us the rundown of the news and we can put it some jazzy music in like two minutes. Okay. So uh, the main news I have is trade news. There were a lot of trades uh, this week because obviously we're coming up to the deadline. So I wrote down the top four that are the most interesting. Could share your comments on. Okay. Thoughts and feelings. Alright. Say the who you think won and lost each trade. Yeah. So the Seahawks traded a fifth round pick and a seventh round pick to get Quandre Diggs from the Lions to boost up their secondary. He's had 20 tackles and no interceptions, and he was the defensive captain for the Lions. Um, I think that the Seahawks won here, yeah, I would say. I, I mean, he's in his first of a three-year contract, so quite a bargain. I think it's more the Lions losing on this one than the Seahawks winning. Quandre Diggs like a, a very very good DB oh yeah yeah I think the Seahawks have won this I think they've won it both in terms of the play they've got and the picks they've sent off well the price is so cheap for for Quando Diggs so. yeah and he's an upgrade over the DBs the Seahawks yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Rams traded first round picks in both the 2020 and 2021 drafts and a fourth round pick in 2021 to the Jags for Jalen Ramsey he's healed I think that the Jags won this one to be honest they've managed to get rid of a player that clearly didn't want to be there anyway has somehow miraculously healed now that he's been traded and he's obviously asking for a new contract at the end of the season I did point out that Jalen Ramsey was entirely faking it to basically have a a standoff without having a standoff because there was no actual contract so he was just making up back injuries and like the birth of his child we can't make up but making up back injuries or calf injuries or right. Liz Frank injuries if you want to be fucking nice about it he was <laughs> yeah, making just, up injuries just faking a back injury yeah he was just faking a back injury he was saying like oh my back's my back's not healed properly I think that both teams have won because the Rams needed help at secondary and Jalen Ramsey yeah. is the best that they're going to get he is, but I, if I had to say who did better in this trade, I would say the Jags. I would agree, but I think that it's mitigated by a couple of factors. And I think one of them is the fact that the price the Jags got is very, very good. Two yeah. first-round picks and a fourth. Oh, yeah. But the other thing is that the Rams don't team-build like other teams. I think it's probably been discussed before. Yeah. But the Rams last season traded for Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib at a corner. They are just sort of talent hordes, and in that they have they have picked an incredibly talented player, a proven home run here. Yeah. 
Okay, the 49ers traded third and fourth round picks in the 2020 draft to the Broncos for Emmanuel Sanders. Niners win here. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think Emmanuel Sanders wins here. Well, Emmanuel Sanders wins by getting out of Denver. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goes to bed one and six and wakes up six and out. Yeah. <laughs> like, Emmanuel Sanders is now going to be playing playoff football and before he was not yeah. by any stretch. I think the 49ers have won this one. Yeah. That's yeah. a cheap price for the Broncos wide receiver one. He's not going to be a wide receiver one. No, he's not going to be in San Francisco, but like, yeah. So the Patriots traded a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu from the Falcons. Do you reckon that they're trying to basically, because Mohamed Sanu up until last season had a perfect QB I think completion. He's so close, no, he missed a pass last season apparently. Um, but he'd thrown I think eleven passes and had completed ten of them coming into this season. Yeah. Do you reckon that they're trying to replace Tom Brady by just having Mohamed Sanu and Julian Edelman just throw <laughs> like as many passes yeah. as, as they can now? Both both quarterbacks coming out of high but school. Bill Belichick has been eyeing up Sanu since last year's draft, so mm. he's finally got what he wanted, as he always does. And um, I mean, even better than uh, Sanders, Sanu went to bed one and six and woke up seven and zero. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Playing for the Patriots. I'm just sick of everyone trading good players to the Patriots. It, it genuinely scared me when Stefan Diggs was eyeing up a fucking eyeing up a fucking trade. I was so scared that they were just going to be like, right, we've sent him to the Patriots now for a first round pick. D- because Diggs is never I'm. Going to the I'm sick of it. Why, why is it that every franchise outside of the Steelers and Colts is trying to give the Patriots more fucking fuel? <laughs> what is going on? Even the Jets do it. Tom, the only player we've ever traded to the Patriots is Randy Moss, all right? Leave it alone. Yeah, all right. One of the greatest receivers of all time. Like, we tried our damn hardest and purposefully sacrificed our get from the Antonio Brown trade yeah. to keep him out of New England. New England were knocking on our door constantly about Antonio Brown, and we were like, no, we're not giving him to you. We traded him to the Raiders. The Raiders then fucking released him because he's a shithouse, and he still ended up in New England for a week. Like, yeah. He will find. Everyone will find their way out if they need to. But why are we and the Colts the only ones that don't do it? Do you want to do predictions for next week? Let's let's. I tell you what. Can we get the incognito theme going under the background? Just the music, okay. and then just add a little bit of spice and drama. Vikings, Redskins. Vikings. Vikings. All so dramatic. Where will we go? Uh, <laughs> Falcons, Seahawks. Seahawks. Bears, Chargers. Bears. Thank I can't. You. I just can't. The Chargers are too shit. <laughs> like, you. it was one thing to predict the Redskins earlier on in the year when they they sort of came off of alright games, but the Chargers are coming off of the fucking losing years. Titans, like, let's just... Alright, Bears. Bears! Lions, Giants. Lions. Come on. Lions. The Giants lost Lions. to the fucking Cardinals. Yeah, but the Lions tied with the Cardinals in Arizona. That's a fluke week one situation. Yeah, They've know. really come into their own. Jaguars, Jets. It's a J Bowl. I'm, I'm picking Minshew Mania to come rolling back into the station. I'm going to pick uh, Sam fucking Casper's best mate <laughs> to come right in, resurrect his career. In he comes, <laughs> Sam Darnold, 91 to 7 win for the New York Jets. I'm going Jags. Rams, Bengals. Rams. Rams. Oh, that's a London game. Yeah. No, you're not. No, no you're not. <laughs> Rams. Tom saw my expression. I know Although, I did. In one that you might find 
tasty. Trickier. Spicy. Tasty, yeah. Uh, Titan's Bucks. Tasty. <laughs> You're saying it's going to be a tie? No, but Ed might. Yeah, he's eyeing it. He's, the eyebrows are going. The tie brows are going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm bucking the trend here. You're bucking the trend. I am. I'm also going to go for a, a famous Jameis win. Really? Yeah. That's right. I'm going Titans. Winston's Wizards. I'm, no, I'm going Titans. I'm going to pick Tannehill for <laughs> <over> Winston. <laughs> this is like the... If if Mario was to get his starting job back in time for this game, say like Ryan Tannehill was struck by lightning or something, then this would be like the ultimate five-year project poll. Because would. both of them have failed five-year projects at this point. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all if like in a couple of years we saw a Tannehill-led Alouettes versus Huskies and Winston-led in the CFL or something like well, that. Well, I was, I was <laughs> thinking they'd both end up in the XFL. Yeah, maybe. For the stiff upper lip off-season. Slash XFL editions. I've already picked the Dallas what Renegades. Is what is it? Who were led by Landry Jones. Oh, what's It's like XFL? a Steelers heaven. The XFL is an is an alternative American football league hosted by Vince McMahon, the crazy sump bitch. <laughs> right. Vince McMahon is the owner of the WWE. They've already tried this once in 2003, and it was folded before their final game. Oh, in fact, no, the championship game was played, wasn't it? Yeah. Nobody cares who won. But the they're just rebooting it because last time it was garbage, and this time they're trying it again. Uh, next up, Bills Eagles. Bills. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colts Broncos. Colts. I'm going Colts. Upset watch. I think the Broncos are coming to play. I'm calling Broncos. Even though we've discussed about how they've got playmakers on all three levels of defense. I just think it's going to be one of those games you can't explain. Okay. <laughs> 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 These ballsy calls have worked for me twice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Saints Cardinals. Saints. Saints. No, you're not. I hate the Saints. Saints. <laughs> oh my god, wait. We, guys, we've just brushed this off. Ed's predicted the Saints to go 1 and 7. Wow. Wow. What a moment. That's weird. <laughs> I'll Next one. <laughs> they are at home. Uh, 49ers, Panthers. 49ers. I don't know. I feel 49ers. Like... It's, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if the Panthers were to win. It's not like a massive upset. Panthers. but Okay. Is it in... Yeah, because of Jimmy. Is it in Carolina? No. 49ers are at home. Okay. Next one. Texans, Raiders. Texans. Texans. Texans, yeah. Gary on Colin is going to get a fucking pick six. I'm calling it. Derek Carr's going to throw a ghost ball. Patriots, Browns. I can't. I can't. I can't be heartbroken again. I'm going Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots. Go on, Tom. Now. Go on, Tom. I'm going Patriots. Change my pick from the fucking Patriots to the Browns. We're going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my balls against Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Ballsy Bellator. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, Chiefs Packers. Interesting. Yeah, it is. I'm going Packers. I'm saying Packers. Packers. The last game, I mean, I'm sure this is going to be divisive. It's a really divisive one. Steelers Dolphins. Steelers! <laughs> we're coming back off our bye week and we're going to fucking deck them. <laughs> 
And go three and four. I'm going Steelers. Yeah, I'll say the Steelers too. And then it's a bye for Ravens Cowboys, so that's it. What an interesting game that that yeah. would be. It's not a very dramatic week. For the most part, it's good versus bad. Yeah. Chiefs and Packers is going to be very tasty. But Chiefs then... Packers will be interesting. I wish Mahomes was back though; it would be tastier. To be fair, Niners Panthers could be tasty. I've just got one question for Tom. Based on um, based on Sam Donald this week, who is the ultimate ghost? Who is the ultimate ghost? Um, I'm going to say Ghost from Modern Warfare 2. Who is the ultimate ghost? The first thought in my head was nearly headless Nick. We'll go with him. Okay. <laughs> All right. This has been up. the Halloween special of Stiff Upper Lip. Oh, Make some woos so that Emma can... Do you want me to do my best Vincent Price impression? Hello. Welcome to the House of Horrors. <laughs> that works, actually. I think that you should do it. This has been an episode of the Step Up a Little podcast. The Halloween special. Sean Payton is a fucking bastard. What? That brought the fear. It did. Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs>